Hello and welcome to Power Through Healing, the podcast created to support your inner evolution. I'm your host, Amanda Thomas, and today I have a powerful conversation to bring to you all about soul alignment and communicating with your higher self, following your intuition. And I spoke to a soul alignment coach, Amanda Blau, and she has an amazing first name, by the way. And second of all, she has this amazing mission where she is helping each and every soul learn to feel more love for themselves and others so that they can tap into their unlimited potential to create the life of their dreams. That's a very, very intense mission statement. And if you are listening to this conversation, you're going to see exactly why I invited her on. She is so in line with everything that I'm creating for myself and my business and everything that I'm trying to share with you and the world. And I just took so much away from this conversation. She is such an amazing soul, helping so many individuals. She works with Reiki energy healing and she does somatic breath work and psychic readings. And I'm going to tell you right now that this conversation is a little bit deeper into the spirituality conversation than I may have had on the show before. But this is so much needed information to help you guys understand that when it comes to creating an impact in our world, you have to realize that you are not alone. You have a guidance system available to you at all times. I hope that you will feel very deeply connected and inspired by this conversation. And I really look forward to hearing your feedback and anything that you take away from it. I want to go ahead and jump right into the interview and let you guys guys just experience this and feel the power of this for yourself. So Amanda, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to jump right into this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes. So we're going to be talking all about that soul alignment and communicating with your higher self. And I'm just so interested in your expertise and helping just kind of understand what that really looks like and feels like and what that means and what kind of impact it can have for us. So why don't we start with just a little bit about you and how you got into this soul alignment coaching and, you know, the energy healing and the work that you do with others. Go ahead and tell me a little bit about what that healing journey or that awakening was for you, whatever that looks like. Yeah, it's actually a really long story. So I'm going to try to condense it as much as I can and give you the highlights. <laughs> But essentially growing up, I found myself in a really dark place in my late teens and early 20s, where my pattern was that I didn't inherently feel worthy within myself. And so I searched for that outside of me rather than looking within. And I thought that if I could prove myself that I was capable of being lovable and being likable and and that I was worthy of love, then I would feel better within, within myself. And so I would search for it. I would kind of latch on to like a goal that I would have in in my mind. And I would throw myself in with abandon because my self-worth was on the line here. Right. And I would get right up to the door and the door would get slammed in my face. And that would send me reeling emotionally and I would need some time to recover. And then I would say, oh, you know what? That wasn't the thing. This, this is going to be the thing. And I would go all in on that. And then the door would get slammed in my face again. Mm -hmm. And this was a recurring pattern for, for many years. 
And it left me feeling like, I guess I'm not worthy. I guess I'm not lovable. I guess I'm not capable of, of, and I guess the world is against me. Mm. It's kind of the takeaway that I had at that point in my life. And that led me down a very dark depression. And I was in that space for a very long time. And sometime around 2019, I was driving in my car, listening to a podcast and the two hosts were kind of offhandedly talking. And one of them just happened to mention the book, Many Lives, Many Masters. And it's a book about reincarnation. And it just, something in my head clicked. And I went out and I bought the book and I read it in two days and it Mm. sent me on this giant like wormhole of discovery and all this stuff started to unfold for me. And through a lot of reflection and journaling and shadow work, I started to understand that my viewpoint of myself and the world around me had been kind of skewed and that rather than the world being against me, this pattern that I had of searching for myself worth outside of me was actually not healthy. And the universe was trying to redirect me away from that pattern to find myself worth within because that's where it is. No one can take it from me and it's not something that can be earned. So that's kind of my journey, uh, uh, my healing journey and how I discovered spirituality kind of unfolded in that way. Right. Yeah. And first of all, I love Dr. Brian Weiss. I similar situation where I stumbled across his book and then I stumbled across the other four, I think it's three or four books that he has. And I remember it was like one Christmas break. I, it must've been 2020, like kind of that Christmas week of like, I just sat and read his books all week long and just binged them. And yes, so those are powerful books to read for anyone to, uh, that wants to experience a little bit of that looking outside of yourself. And so when you stop chasing after validation, when you stop chasing for that that worthiness that we all crave, right? How did your life shift when you started to realize that that comes from within you? Well, if I'm being fully transparent, it's still a work in progress. And I don't think it's ever something that I'm ever going to fully grasp because it's just where my core wound is. It's my pain point. Mm-hmm. And I I see it in a, in a lot of my clients too. It's very common. Most of the time it's subconscious and it was subconscious for me for a very long time. But now that I'm aware of it, I tapped myself in those moments of, for me, it appears in perfectionism and needing to have a laundry list of to-dos and getting all the things done well and wanting to appear put together. And I know what I'm talking about and rehearsing things and, 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 trying to build this persona of myself so that I inherently feel better. And ironically, it accomplishes the opposite, which is that it makes me feel stressed out, makes me feel anxious, makes me feel like an imposter. And so just recognizing when I'm getting sucked into the pattern, I shut everything down Mm. and I walk away and I take a break. And then I just asked myself, like, what actually feels good in this moment for you? What what would make you feel good rather than what you're doing now, which is purely out of a place of, of shame? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's a work in progress. But the first step is always awareness. Right. Awareness. Exactly. And so I guess then kind of coming into why I brought you on then is to help just kind of decipher 
you know, what is that higher self that we always hear about? And then how do we learn to, to trust that voice is higher self the same as intuition in your mind? Or is there any difference there? I would love to just kind of hear what you have to say about all of that. Yeah, I think that to me, they mean the same thing, higher self, intuition, gut feeling, over soul, they're all kind of one and the same to me. And the way I like to explain it is that there's two parts of us. There's our ego self, and then there's our soul self. And the ego self is the shame, the fear, the self-doubt, the guilt, the lack of self-worth that we feel. That's actually not who we really are, but it's a conditioned belief system that we learned in childhood and then growing up through our different life experiences. Whereas our our higher self is who we actually are at our core. And sometimes what happens is that the ego self, really what it's there to do is protect us from pain. It's not a bad thing, but it tends to be very loud and desperate in trying to get our attention so that we don't feel the fear and the shame and the self-doubt that it's trying to protect us from feeling. And the higher self doesn't have to do that. Mm. It's confident and it's knowing, right? It's, it's your truth is what it is. And so it's just there with a the quiet confidence and we have to peel back the layers of the ego to find it. And when we haven't been doing that for a lifetime, sometimes it takes a little bit longer to hear that intuition underneath. But the more, the more you do that, the louder it gets and the more you can begin to trust. Exactly. And so, so what is the point of having this ego? I mean, I guess it's just an innate part of the human experience thinking like, well, we live in a world of contrast. We need some kind of contrast here to know what we do, what we don't want. You know, so do you feel like that's kind of a role of what the ego does for us is to show us maybe that contrast level? Yeah, I think that there's a few different facets to it. I think part of it is that when we come here to earth and have this physical incarnation, this experience here, we forget who we really are. We go through a veil of forgetfulness. And by forgetting who we are, what we're capable of, where we came from, what our mission is, all we have to go on is the examples that are set by the people around us and what we learn growing up. And, you know, the planet Earth is, is its own, is its own entity, its own living, breathing mm. being with its own level of vibration. Mm. And that vibration has been very low. And I think of everything in terms of energy, your energy, I'm energy, this computer's energy, and our thoughts and feelings are also energy and they each carry a different vibration and fear, self-doubt, shame, they have a very low vibration. And so we've just been energetically matching the vibration of the planet without realizing. And our higher self is kind of the part of us that remembers, the part of us that remembers who we are, why we're here. And it carries a higher vibration full of love and compassion. And so it's just a matter of undoing the conditioning that we grew up with in order to remember and tap into that part of us. And I do think the polarity, the rules of polarity come into play here, but that's the whole point of being here is to remember Mm -hmm. and to be able to find that love and compassion despite 
those early childhood experiences that might have caused pain. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that we had a soul plan before we came here? I think that a lot of us do, but I think it's simpler than we make it out to be. <laughs> True. I think yeah. a lot of people think that there's like a whole, like like a very um, tangible purpose and plan, but it can be as simple as learning to forgive mm-hmm. or being able to love unconditionally mm-hmm. or being able to remember who you really are and how powerful you truly are. And it sounds simple, but it can take lifetimes to learn those things. And so when you think about it that way, you think about your life from that zoomed out perspective, it kind of takes the pressure off. Right. And it makes things simpler. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing that I'm starting to learn is it doesn't have to be as complex as I make it. I mean, life really can be very simple if, like you just said, if we just look at the bigger perspective, I know that that is a really important thing that helped me get through my rock bottom moment and helped me kind of come out of that hole is keeping that bigger picture in mind, understanding that there is a greater purpose to all of this. And that yes, maybe I had a few years that were really rocky where I did not enjoy, but they they did give me access to a lot more information a lot more quickly than if I would have led a simpler life in a lot of ways. And so I think we have to learn to take, you know, the good with the bad and know that there, you know, truly is really a reason behind it. And I know we don't always like to hear that because that means, oh, we deserved what happened to us. And it's not about what you deserve or don't deserve. You are inherently worthy of love and compassion and support from this planet, from God, from the universe, whatever you want to call it. You're inherently worthy of that support but sometimes we have to go through those things to realize that there even is support for us, that we're not alone, that there is a deeper connection and something to latch onto there. We don't have to take this world on on our own. We don't have to take care of everything by ourselves. And once you remove that burden, it just becomes so much more enjoyable. It becomes so much more easy and we can start to live our life with a lot more you know, clarity. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. You said that beautifully. <laughs> I... When I was really little, I, I grew up in a Jewish household, but religion in and of itself never really clicked for me, just me personally. And so I vowed to denounce anything that resembled religion. Spirituality wasn't even on my radar at that time. And I believe that, you know, I had this one chance to live this one life and I had to get it all right. And that created a lot of fear and a lot of pressure that I put on myself. And over the course of this newfound understanding that I have about what I believe this is all about, it's not only relieved a lot of that pressure that I was feeling, but all those experiences that I had where I really did feel so alone, I've learned so much from them. And that hindsight is twenty twenty thing really, really um, makes a big difference. And what I like to tell people is that I have failed in my life so many times and felt like I was like at rock bottom so many times, but all of those failures and all of those experiences that I had have led me to where I am now and where I am now, I am the happiest, the most fulfilled that I have ever been. Mm -hmm. And had I been successful at any of those previous experiences, I wouldn't be here where I am now today. Yeah. So in a way they were the best things that had ever happened. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And so when it comes to 
soul alignment, then what does that really mean for you? And, and, and what does that mean when you're working with others? How do you help them to understand that they're, they're on the right track or that this seems like this could be a part of your mission? This could be a part of your purpose. I mean, I mean, really, what does that alignment look like in a more tangible sense, if you don't mind? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. The way I think about alignment in general, again, comes down to energy. How are you feeling day to day in your life? Do the things that you're doing, the things that you're focusing on, do they leave you feeling exhausted, frustrated, drained? Do they leave you feeling like contraction in in your body? If so, probably something somewhere is out of alignment, whether it be your perspective of it, of yourself, of the world around you, of the things that you're doing. And maybe there just needs to be a shift in perspective. Or perhaps the things that you're focusing on and where you're giving your attention isn't fully in alignment for you. Whereas if you're focusing on things that are filling your cup, invigorating you, making you feel excited and passionate, then it's very diff- it's a very different feeling energetically. And those things are probably more in alignment with who you are at your core, your true authentic Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I know that for a lot of us, we go, we go through our life and we, we have a lot of things that we've checked off that we've accomplished. And then at some point we kind of wake up and we think, wow, like, I feel like there needs to, there's something more. I feel like there's something more here. And so it's not to say that everything that you've done in the past is um, for nothing. I think that we just get to a point where we need a little bit something more. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I was told growing up that I had to do things a certain way and that I had to get a certain type of education and a certain type of job and I had to show up in a certain way and that I had to have certain skills and those skills would make me successful and it was all laid out for me. And if I checked all of those boxes, then I would be fine. And so I did what I was told. But then I woke up one day and I was like, wow, I did all the things and I, you know, I listened and I did what I was told and why do I still feel so So blah, like, why does this not, why do I feel so unhappy? I did all the things I was told to do. And I think when you reach that point, what's happening is you're starting to wake up to the fact that you're living a life that's out of alignment for you. Mm. And that probably feels very scary and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, tear it all down and start all over. It just means that you might have to start reflecting on, okay, if all this time I was listening to everybody else and it led me to a place that doesn't feel right for me, what do I want? Mm-hmm. What makes me happy? What lights me up? And just start there and just start maybe shifting your focus a little bit every single day to include something that makes you feel good. You can start to navigate what that looks like and how that feels differently from what you've been doing all this time Mm -hmm. and let it unfold naturally. No pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Because that pressure comes in and we get this big weight of, oh my God, now I feel like I have so much that I have to accomplish, so much that I have to do. I I have so much limited time. And then I have this big, you know, for me, I have these big ideas and visions for what I want to do for my life. I have so much I want to accomplish. I just feel like there's not going to be enough time to do it. And so that becomes overwhelming in itself. So I like that you said, make sure that you just start really 
incrementally start really small, like just start to shift in the ways that, you know, work for your life that are in compatibility with where you're at in your life and what resources you have. I think that's so important not to get overwhelmed with. For me, a big one is it's not up to me to save the world on my own. I can't possibly save the world by myself. And so reminding myself when I start to get very like, chaotic. And when I start to get very anxious, when my mind will not stop running, I have days sometimes like that where, you know, I can't sleep because I'm just thinking of all the things going on in the world that I want to help. And I can't, you know, I can't possibly do all this. And so just stopping and saying, it's not up to you alone. Like you, you have to just do what you can do. And maybe that's comes back into that higher self communicating with you, right? Where it's like, just trusting that you're going to be guided into what you can do and what works best and what is possible at the time and knowing that everything that you're doing as long as you're living with intention is going to show up for you. Yeah, we sound very much the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we're both named Amanda, we're just, you know. Yeah, I think that element of trust is a very big one. And it's been very difficult for me, if I'm being honest with you. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned is if something is meant for you, it will find you because we're actually not alone. Mm -hmm. And I think a big part of this, this feeling of unhappiness and, and disconnection that we, we feel is because we are disconnected. But then when you remember that, oh, actually, I'm not alone. I have a support system. I just maybe can't see them. I'm talking about the guides and, and the energy of the universe. They are there to help you, but you have to ask their permission. They can't jump in and help you unless you ask. We are here to be creators. We are here to, to realize our full potential and to create things that make us excited and that fill our cup and that are in alignment with who we are. And so once you can tap into that, that knowing that, yes, I am capable of creating the life that I want, then it comes down to, okay, I'm going to ask for what I want. I'm going to claim what I want. And then I'm going to trust that the universe will bring me the opportunities that I need. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do the work. But in that process, I'm going to hope that the right people come into my life. Right. Yeah, you do have to take action at some point. Oh, yeah. And we do, it begins with awareness, like you said. We also somewhat can play the victim of, well, you know, things aren't working out and things aren't showing up for me. I know that was a big one for me as well. Of course, I want all of these things. I want more abundance in my finances. I want more love in my life. I want all of these things, but I wasn't taking any action towards them. So at some point, you have to stop playing the victim card as well and know that everything is right here at your fingertips. Let yourself have it, which again is another block of, you know, we don't feel worthy enough to take it. There's yeah. so many things that play into this. But I know for me, a big one was this belief that this life isn't available for me. When I finally started to believe, well, maybe it's available for me, then I would take a little bit of action. As soon as I didn't see any results, it was, wow, well, then, you know, nothing is just ever going to work out for me and play that victim card again. And then finally, you just realize that you have to, and a deep, a deep part of that is, again, aligning with what you truly want, because I wanted all these things, but they weren't what I truly wanted. I didn't, I want I want these things in a very specific way that, you know, work for me. And I was trying to get them and have them come into my life in all these ways that didn't work for me. They weren't compatible with me. I was trying to do it through a career that I did not enjoy at all, a career that, you know, was just not in alignment with me at all. And so 
we have to just start to understand most importantly that we deserve this life. We are worthy of this life. It is available to us. And if something's not working, then you have to just keep trying. You have to keep looking for the next right thing. Yeah. I think a few things come into play. I think like you said, um, the first thing that you have to do is claim what you want, really get clear on what you want, know that you're worthy of it. But the underlying bit there that tends to get lost is why do you want what you want? Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't get what I want, what I wanted for a very long time, but it's because I really didn't actually want it. I didn't think I was worthy of it. And the universe knew that. And so it wasn't going to give it to me because it wasn't with, for my highest and best interests. And so if there's something that you want, you do have to take action. It has to come from a pure place of, I truly believe that I'm worthy of this and that I'm capable of getting it. And it's not fulfilling a wound, right? Like I'm not, I don't want this thing because I believe that I will be worthy if I get it. It's, I want this thing because it's going to light me up inside and it's going to make me happy. It's a little different. Yeah. And being able to distinguish the difference is really important. Mm -hmm. And then taking action, obviously, is the next step. If you're not taking action, there's probably a reason why. Perhaps a limiting belief is there. Fear is there. Fear of failure, a feel of success that you might have to look into. And then the next step is like putting it out there and asking for help. It's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing all of those things combined, things will happen for you. And it will always be for your best and highest, even if it doesn't seem like it in the moment. Again, hindsight, 2020. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is so good. This is so much information. And so, (laughs) so what are some, like, what are some practical ways that you can begin to just be in really good communication with that higher self? And you can feel free to talk a little bit on this aspect of like spirit guides, because I know that's almost a little woo woo for my listeners. We don't get into spirituality, usually this in depth, but this season is making me feel very called to it. And so I would love to hear your take on, you know, what are, do we really have spirit guides? Like what are their role in our lives? And so how does that also, you know, coordinate with our higher self and that intuition? So I just want to preface this conversation by saying that I was that person, right? I denounced religion and I said nothing. I don't believe in anything unless it's scientifically proven as fact. And that's how I lived my life for 33 years. Okay. And then all of a sudden I realized that I might be wrong. And that's fine. If if that's what you believe in, I would never push my beliefs on you. This is just my opportunity to indulge Amanda in, right. in this conversation and forever, whoever might be this interested. This is just an outer perspective. I love yeah, and just another perspective. So, oh, where do I even start? Okay, so <laughs> my perspective is that our souls decide to live out incarnations on this planet in order to evolve and have experiences and grow. And we actually do have a support system here of guides and angels and animals and and loved ones that have passed and ancestors that you can't necessarily see or hear unless you start to practice and develop that muscle. It's kind of like a muscle. Um, The more you practice, the better you get 
as babies, as small children, we're a lot more receptive to that kind of thing. And as we get older, it gets kind of taught out of us. We're taught to focus on our logical brain versus our intuitive brain. So we kind of have to relearn how to open that back up again. But they are spiritual or energetic beings that have been assigned to you, some of them from birth, some of them come and go throughout your life. And they are literally there to do nothing but support you and help you. Mm. So you are literally never alone, ever, ever. But they can't help you unless you act. Because we live under the laws of free will, they are never going to intervene in your life or your decision making unless you ask. And it can be very weird to sit there and start asking like imaginary beings for help, but I would say, try it. (laughs) I mean, I've had some crazy stuff happen to me once I started asking for what I wanted and being very clear. They like it. They like it when you direct the troops, you know, that you stand in your power and you say, this is what I want. Help me in this way, rather than kind of standing back and saying, well, like, I kind of want this thing. Can you please like, I don't know, kind of help me. They want you to own it. Yeah. You know, rediscover where your power center yeah. is and from that place. Um, and your higher self is part of that team, that support system. It's the omnipotent, all-seeing, all-knowing version of you. I used to think of my higher self as like outside of me in the ether somewhere. Mm. But now I, I picture her as in my heart space, in my chest. As mm. She is me. She is just the soul the omnipotent soul version of me, but she's still me. Right. So I view her as being here in my chest. And anytime that I'm uncertain about something or that I'm not sure, I put my hand on my chest and I close my eyes and I take deep breaths and I ask, ask for guidance and I ask for support. And it's gonna, it's gonna take time to learn to differentiate your own thoughts, your fearful thoughts, from your intuition, but there over time, as you practice, there is going to be a dissonance there in the way it's going to feel. Mm-hmm. The fear and the anxiety and self doubt is going to have a very different feeling than your intuition. It just takes practice to learn to tune in and then to learn to trust it. Right. But did I answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was just looking to, you know, this is all the, these are all things that have been a part of my life for the past few years now that I have been feeling into. And yet it wasn't until recently when I feel like I was kind of nudged to start speaking more openly about it. So, so I appreciate you coming on and being open as well. And so living in the world that we live in, I do fully believe that we are headed in the right direction. I do believe that love is becoming the more substantial, you know, guidance system on our planet. And so when you, you know, when you were talking about being co-creators, for sure, that's my message. That's my mission is making sure we all awaken to that power within ourselves. The whole point of this podcast is to support the listeners in our evolution. That's why I created this. So these conversations, someone's going to be listening to these conversations at the right time in their life, and they're going to pick up something from it. Just like when I picked up, you know, Brian Weiss's book and I got something from it because I was ready to have that information come in. So I appreciate all of this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was my long winded way of saying thank you. Yes. You no, I, I want to, I want to add to this by 
just, you know, if, if there's anything that your listeners take away from this conversation today, it's that each and every one of you are so much more powerful than you give yourself credit for. So much more powerful and you're capable of so much more than you realize. And I felt so powerless and so alone for so long. And I just want you to know that it, that doesn't have to be your truth. And you really are capable of anything that you do. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And so when it comes to healing, when it comes to awakening, it absolutely starts with you. I understand that. So in me helping others to align with their higher self and to help them start to trust their intuition and to you know follow that truth that is them, then I know that they're they're going to have the power to contribute more to our world. And then that's how our world is going to start to see these massive shifts, these massive changes that are needed in order to have all of us be able to live from that place of creativity and that power. And so my question to everyone that comes on the show is, what is the power that you have found through healing? Love. It all comes back to love. I used to operate out of this place of lack of love. I didn't inherently feel worthy of love. I didn't love myself. And as soon as I started to question that, like, am I not worthy? Like who, who says I'm not worthy of love? As soon as I started to forgive myself for, for that and started to show myself more love and compassion, um, through my own setbacks and my own mistakes, I also began to see that reflected back at me and every single person that I would come across that they were also just doing the best that they could. And they were probably also really hurting inside and didn't feel that love for themselves. And wow, did that change my perspective. And I had so much more love for them as well. And if all of us can just feel a little bit more love for ourselves, it will change everything, Mm. everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's Absolutely true. You know, you are a reflection of everything. And you might be familiar with Neil Donald Walsh, where he uh, talks a lot about, you know, being the source. If you want more of something in your life, you have to be the source of what you want, the source of more financial abundance, the source of more love, the more, you know, whatever it might be. And so I've noticed that that makes a tremendous difference in your own life. It helps bring so much more peace and calmness to your life, knowing that you have the power to direct things, you know, taking back your power. I think that's when you say, you know, we came here to remember who we really are. I also think it's just an absolute process of taking back your own power. Yeah, a hundred percent. Things outside of you will never be able to give you what you inherently want. Right. And that was a big lesson that I had to learn and that I to remind myself of every single day is that if the three things that most clients come to me and say that they're searching for is inner peace, confidence, and happiness. Those things can't be found outside of you. I mean, if, if you're going to be chasing them through your career, through the way that you look, through your, your body, through your relationships, you're always going to feel a sense of lack and that you're still, something is not, there's something there that's missing. Mm. It has to come from within first. Once you can 
fully feel that peace, confidence, and in happiness inside, it will be reflected back at you everywhere. So we kind of have to flip that paradigm under which we've been living, where we have to check all the boxes in order to find what we want. No, it has to come from within first. And once you find it there, then everything else will reflect. Mm, yeah. And so what are some ways that you help others and, and what has helped you overcome the fear of moving forward toward this more soul aligned purpose and just not even your purpose, but just in living a more sustainable life that is aligned? Well, a big fear of mine was coming onto public platforms and talking about this <laughs> stuff, right? Because I didn't want people to think I was a crazy person. I, I was so afraid of what people were going to say about me, think about me. And I was unhappy and out of alignment as a result of that. I was trying to make everyone else happy. And I was searching for my worth outside of me. And when I decided that I was not happy and I realized the cycle that I was perpetuating, I started to do what felt good in my life and gave that to myself first. And then that gave me the confidence to then come out and start speaking my truth and sharing it with others. And that attracted people into my life and into my circle that wanted more of that. And then the cycle just perpetuated. So again, it started with me. Did that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so what are some ways that you work with individuals? I know, um, you know, it's it's probably a mixture of a few, a few things, but so what are some specific techniques that you do with others? Okay, great. Yeah, great question. So the first one is just simple psychology and coping. It's sitting down with people and helping them understand why they feel the way they do and create that awareness for them around um, where this is coming from, how it's showing up in their life and begin to shift some of those perspectives around, around how they feel and, and why they feel that way. The next part of it is somatic breath work. Mm -hmm. um, and this just means literally sitting with your feelings and feeling your feelings and breathing through it. I think one of the biggest the biggest challenges that stand in our way when it comes to changing is that awareness, we tend to get there. We, we become more aware, but then we skip the next part, which is acceptance. Mm -hmm. And without acceptance, we can't really move forward because we're stuck in this place of frustration and, and anger around the thing that we have become aware about. And growing up, we are taught a lot to only feel the good stuff, right? Don't throw a temper tantrum. Don't be upset. Stop crying. Wipe your tears away. Everything's fine. Cheer up, right? We don't learn to feel comfortable sitting in feelings that are not, that are not deemed quote unquote good or positive. Um, and so learning that it's safe to feel and that it's actually very important feel so that those emotions can be released from our bodies mm -hmm. um, is an important step in that transformation process. That's the next component. After that, I do some Reiki energy healing. I find that sometimes, like I said, everything is energy. So energy can become stuck in the body. And sometimes it just requires a little bit of energetic work to free that. 
And once it's freed energetically, the client can move forward and they they have these breakthroughs that they weren't having before. So it just this kind of facilitates that release process. And then I like to talk to their guides and their higher self because not everyone is capable of doing it yet. It's time to learn. At one point, I didn't think I was psychic. By the way, everybody is psychic. Everybody. Whether even if you've never had a psychic experience, I promise you, you're psychic. You've just turned it off. So it just takes time to open that back up again and turn it back on. So I will bring forward messages from the client's guides and their higher self that just tend to resonate with them on a different level than something that I would be able to provide myself because it's literally coming from their soul mm-hmm. as well as their support system. So it always tends to to create that kind of that light bulb moment for them in a way that I might not be able to do personally. Right. And it's just a reminder that they're around you. And that they're there and they like, they exist, they're real. And it it makes the client a lot of the time feel seen and heard and less alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. You have such an amazing toolbox of gifts and, and, and resources for others to take from and to benefit from. So the work that you're doing is absolutely incredible. And I just want to say, I'm so happy that you overcame that block and that you're now sharing your message and you're sharing your wisdom with others. It's been such an amazing conversation. And so is there anything else that you feel like is important to share with anyone that again, might be feeling a little cautious or a little anxious about moving forward in that concept of alignment? Yeah. Um, I guess I just want to say that that's okay. Take your time. There's no rush and only do something that you're feeling really ready to do. Don't let anyone pressure you into doing something that doesn't feel right. And if something doesn't feel right, listen especially women, we are so intuitive. Our bodies are always talking to us. Let's start to listen and trust it because it's never wrong. Never. It's never wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, It just takes time to trust and refine that a little bit. But man, like we are so powerful. And um, if 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 I'm getting anything across today, it's, it's listen to to how you feel and don't let anyone else convince you otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much. We could obviously talk for much longer, but I'm going to let you go back to your day, I guess. <laughs> and I will make sure that everyone has all of your information to, to stay in touch with you and to be able to contact you. Is there any specific way that you prefer anyone to stay in touch with you, any platform or anything specifically? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm everywhere under the same name. So my website is just my name, amandalaurenblau.com. My last name is B as in Bob, L as in Larry, A-U. I'm on Instagram, amandalaurenblau. Those are probably the two platforms I'm the most active on. And you can send me a message through Instagram or you can see me on my website. And I would love to offer a free coaching session for any of your listeners, completely free, no strings attached. If you're feeling lost, if you're feeling conflicted about something or challenged by something in your life, I'd be happy to sit down and talk it through. 
That is amazing. Thank you so much for that offer. I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate your time so much. And I look forward to just staying in touch and just watching your further evolution. And it's just going to be so amazing. And I love that, you know, we're in a similar field and we're in a similar way of contributing to our world. And these connections are so meaningful to me. So thank you. A hundred percent. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Yes. Have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. You too. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got just as much out of that conversation with Amanda as I did. I have to tell you that I got so much out of that meeting with her that I scheduled my own coaching call and I was so deeply impacted by that hour session. She helped me work through a block that I have been holding onto for years. She helped me really work through it on a different level because when you bring in that spiritual guidance, everything changes. Your spirit guides are speaking your truth. They are speaking the direct language that you can understand. It gets through to you on a a deeper, the deepest level. And so if you are feeling stuck, if you are feeling lonely, if you are feeling out of alignment, I highly, highly, highly recommend reaching out to Amanda for your own breakthrough call. And as she said, the first call is always free. So please take advantage of that. Follow Amanda on her Instagram, go to her website, and I hope that you go out today feeling more empowered than ever, more inspired than ever, knowing the power that is you and the power that comes through healing.